Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chelik Yedalid, Parshas Netzavim, Sicha Aleph. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha we learned the Pasuk of Vihivdiloi Hashem Lera Gamer, Kachol Oles Habrusak Suva Besefer Atera Zeh. And we learned the teaching of Rashi on this Pasuk. And there are four parts in the sicha. The Rebel number one, ask five questions on Rashi. Number two, present the key to answering these five questions. Number three, answer the questions on Rashi, the five questions. And number four, present the Yenishal Torah and Rashi and the connection between our parsha and the time that we read it, which is before Rosh Hashanah. Here, as you can see right away, we have a scroll with the psukim that are relevant for the Sicha. This is all the first four psukim over here are in Perek Chavtes, and the last Pasuk, which is Pasuk Samachalaf, is from Perek Chavches, the previous Perek. So the main Pasuk over here is Pasuk Chav, where we have a teaching of Rashi that references Pasuk Samachalaf from the previous Perek. And we're just going to read briefly the Pesukim over here. So the Pasuk begins, Pasuk Yitzayin, Penesh Bechem Isha Isha Oy Mishpacha Oy Shevet so basically, maybe there is among you an individual or a mishpach or a shevet that's turning away from Hashem. And maybe when the person hears the curses that were said over here, maybe this person will feel confident in their heart and saying and thinking that everything will be fine with them. So the Torah continues, says that Hashem will not forgive this person, Hashem will become angry and will bring upon this person, all the curses that are written in this Sefer, and Hashem will erase this person's name from beneath the heavens. And then the final Pasuk, which on it we have the teaching of Rashi, it says, Hashem will separate this person for bad, for punishment, from among all the Shvatim of the Yidin, like all of the oaths of punishment of the Bris, that's written in this Sefer Torah. So on this pasuk of Evdilei Hashem Lera Gamer, Kachal Olis Habris Haksuva B'Sefer Hatera Hazeh. So Rashi quotes the words Haksuva B'Sefer Hatera Hazeh, and he explains Ulamayla and earlier. This refers to pasuk Samach Aleph in Perik Chavches. It says over there B'Sefer Hatera Hazais. It says over there the word Hazais, not Hazeh. And this is written by Gam Kol Choli V'chol Maka V'gamer. As we can see, the beginning of the passage begins with the words Gam Kol Choli V'chol Maka V'gamer. So Rashi explains, Hazais over there, L'shein Nekeva, L'shein Nekeva, Musav El refers to the Teira. Teira is Nekeva. So since the word Hazais refers to the word Teira, so it says Hazais and not Hazeh, which would be Zachar. Hazeh in our passage, L'shein Zachar, which is Lashen Zacher, the masculine Musav El Sefer. That's referring to the Sefer Aksuva Besefer Hatera. So it's referring to the Sefer, that's which is Zacher. Therefore, it says Azeh, which is Lashen Zacher.
And Rashi continues and explains, It's based on the taimim, the cantillations. You could see how they're divided to mean two different things. And the parshas haklalas, which is the pasuk from Perek Chofches, pasuk Samach Aleph, the tipcha, which is like telling you to make a pause, is under the word besefer. The words are attached to one another. That's why it says hazais, because it's referring to the word hatayra. The canon over here, in our parsha, this tipcha is under the Torah. So it comes out that the words sefer Torah are attached to one another. So it's talking about a sefer, and it's just describing it's which sefer, the sefer Torah. But we're talking about the sefer. So therefore, loshen zacher nefal It's appropriate to put afterwards loshen zacher because this word hazeh is referring to the sefer and that's why over here it says sefer atera hazeh and over there it says sefer atera hazeis and there are five questions here the first question is why does Rashi quote the word haksuva in the words that Rashi quotes in the Pasuk he quotes haksuva besefer atera hazeh and the question is why does Rashi quote the word haksuva if his question and answer are only on the words besefer hatera hazeh. Rashi is focusing on the use of the word hazeh, which refers to the sefer Torah. So both in Rashi's question and answer, we only discuss the words besefer hatera hazeh. So why does Rashi also quote the word haksuva from the Pasuk? The second question is a continuation of the first question. Just like in the first question, we asked why does Rashi quote the word haksuva from our Pasuk, also in the second Pasuk that he quotes in his teaching from the previous parak, since Rashi already references it, references that Pasuk by saying, and earlier the Pasuk says, and then he quotes the words of the Pasuk, so we already know which Pasuk he's referring to. So also over there, by that other Pasuk, why does Rashi reference the Pasuk by writing, Gam kol choli v'chol makavigemer. We already know which pasuk it's referring to, and if for whatever reason Rashi wants to reference the pasuk by saying those words, the question then is, why does he have to write so many of the words? Why not just write gam kol choli v'gemer? Why does he have to write gam kol choli v'chol makavigemer? The third question is when Rashi quotes this pasuk from the previous parak. So first he writes the end of the Pasuk. He says, And he brings the words from the end of the Pasuk. And only afterwards does he reference this Pasuk by quoting the words from the beginning of the Pasuk. Which Pasuk is this? It's the Pasuk that starts with the words, Why does Rashi reverse the order? Why doesn't he say, And then begin by referencing the Pasuk by quoting from the beginning of the Pasuk. Which Pasuk is this? The Pasuk that starts off, And what does it say there? And then move on to his explanation. Why does Rashi reverse the order of the Pasuk? The fourth question is, what's the intent of Rashi when 
the second time he refers to the earlier Pasuk, because first Rashi says at the beginning, Hazais earlier on is Lashon Nekeva because he refers to the Torah. And Hazen, our Pasuk, is Lashon Zachar because he refers to the Sefer. And then he continues to explain to us how he could tell it from the Taimim, from the Cantillations. So the question is, what's the intent of Rashi on this second round when he starts talking about the Taimim that he refers to the earlier Pasuk by saying, Beparshas HaKlolos. And the question is, no matter how you look at it, there's a difficulty. If for whatever reason there's a need to say that this is the Parshas HaKlolos where these words appear, then Rashi should have said that right at the beginning. He should have said, He should have mentioned it there. And if in the first time it's enough to just say without saying that it's then for sure over here, when we already discussed the Pasuk and we're aware of it, there's no need to reference the Pasuk with a new simon that it's in the Parsha Saklalis. And so Rashi should have just said over here, when he's giving the explanation that you could tell which word the word Hazet or Hazes is referring to based on the timing, he should have just said Ulamaila, or he should have said Sham over there, just like he concludes at the end when he talks about our Pasuk, he says Vikan. So he should have said Ulamaila above earlier, the Tipcha is under the word Besefer. Or you should have said over there, meaning in the Pasuk, in the previous parak, the Tipcha is under the word Besefer. And here, it's under the word Hatera. Why does he add this reference of Beparsha Saklalas? And the fifth question is on the answer. The answer. Even after Rashi explains to us that there's no contradiction between the two different wordings of Sefer Hatera Hazais and Sefer Hatera Hazeh, because of the way it's supposed to be read, that earlier Hazais refers to the Torah, and here Hazeh refers to the Sefer, but that itself needs to be understood. If ultimately the Torah is using the words Besefer HaTorah, and then followed by either Hazais or Hazeh, why indeed does the Torah separate between where the emphasis is in each of these places, and that as a result now, one of them has to say Hazais, and one of them has to say Hazeh? So now we're going to move on to the key of the Sikha, which will lead into answering our questions. And actually, already here in the key of the Sikha, we'll answer the first question of why does Rashi over here quote the word Haksuva before presenting his teaching. So all this will be understood by pointing out another thing in Rashi, another thing that needs to be understood in Rashi. It would seem that the question over here in Rashi doesn't have to be based on a contradiction from another Pasuk doesn't need to be based on a contradiction from the Pasuk in the previous parak, Because in this Pasuk itself, it's difficult, over here in this Pasuk itself, that it says Hazeh in Lashon Zahar. And the reason it's difficult is, since the word near it, the word right before Hazeh, is Hatera, which is Lashon Nekeva. And the Pasuk that says Hatera Hazais in the previous parak. That's accurate. It says Besefer HaTayra, the next word after HaTayra, which is Lashon Akeva, should be Hazais. And then Rashi should answer that it's not what it looks like at first glance that Hazeh is referring to the Torah, and then it wouldn't fit that HaTayra is Nekeva and Hazeh is Lashon Zachar, but rather that Hazeh relates to the word Sefer, which is Lashon Zachar, and therefore it says Hazeh, Lashon Zachar. And Rashi wouldn't have to explain to us the earlier Pasuk, because like we said, the earlier Pasuk doesn't have to be answered because it's accurate. However, from the continuation of the Pasuk, it's understood that there's no room for this question. Because since 
the Pasuk said, Haksuva and that's why Rashi quotes this word, because it's part of the understanding of this whole teaching here. By quoting the word Haksuva, Rashi is explaining to us why this Pasuk on its own is understood. By the Torah writing Haksuva, it means that the Pasuk is referring to what's written. We're referring, and it says in the Pasuk, it's going to come upon this person, all the things that are Ksuva, that are written, so the Pasuk is referring to what's written, so it's understood that it refers to the Sefer, where the bris is, it's written in the Sefer, what type of Sefer? Sefer Terah, but we're talking about what's written in the Sefer, and so it makes sense to say Hazeh, Whereas Torah only refers to the content of the Sefer. It's just a description. Which Sefer? The Sefer Torah. But we're talking about the Sefer where these Olis are written. These Olis are going to come upon this person. So therefore it fits very well that it says Hazeh, since it refers to the Sefer. And it's just that the Pasuk interrupts with the word Hatera to describe the content of the Sefer. Which Sefer? It's the Sefer Hatera. So actually this Pasuk, our Pasuk, makes perfect sense. However, once we have that understanding by Rashi quoting the word Haksuva, then it creates a question on the earlier Pasuk. Now we realize that the earlier Pasuk actually has a difficulty in it. When we looked at the earlier Pasuk originally, we thought that Pasuk made perfect sense. After the word Hatera, which is in the Keva, should come the word Hazais. But now that we have Rashi quoting the word Haksuva, which draws our attention to the fact that we're talking about what's written in the Sefer, and therefore it makes sense to say Hazeh, but then it becomes difficult because Lamaila, where it also says Kosov, also earlier it speaks about what's written, so then if it's talking about what's written, what's written in the Sefer, which Sefer? Sefer Torah, but what's written in the Sefer, so then it should say Hazeh, and so we have a difficulty that also earlier it says Kosov, which then refers to what's written in the Sefer, and nevertheless it says, So now we understand why Rashi quotes the word Haksuva, because that gives us an understanding for what his question is. His question is not on this Pasuk, this Pasuk makes perfect sense, because it says Haksuva, but then it brings up a question about the earlier Pasuk. It also says Kosov, which is then referred to the Sefer, and it should say Hazeh, but it doesn't say Hazeh, it says Hazais. Based on this, we can now answer questions 2, 3, and 5. So questions 2 and 3 sp- asked about the words Gamkol Cholivuchol Makavagamer. We asked, first of all, why does Rashi have to quote these words? Why does he have to quote all of them? Why doesn't he just say Gamkol Cholivagamer? Why does he have to also say Vuchol Maka? And we asked, how come Rashi first quotes the beginning of the Pasuk, the Sefer Atera Zeis, and only afterwards does he quote these words, Gam Kol Choli V'chol And then finally we asked in question 5, why does the Torah make this switch? Even though it could be explained, but why indeed does the Torah do it this way so that it has to be explained? So the answer is, and we're going to continue from the lead-up, in the lead-up we explained that by quoting the word, Haksuva, Rashi writes Haksuva, but Sefer Atei Razeh, he's explaining to us why Hazeh is the right word. And but then that brings up a question that also earlier it said the word Kosov. So why over there does it say Hazais? And that's how Rashi starts his teaching. With understanding that we know that it says over there Kosov. And if it says Kosov, it refers to the Sefer and it should say Hazeh. So there Rashi tells us the question. The next words in Rashi, where Rashi quotes the, the earlier part of the Pasuk, he says, Gam gamer. it's not a reference to which Pasuk it is. We already know which Pasuk it is. This is already the beginning of Rashi's answer for why it's different 
over there than it is over here. And so that already, we'll see how it answers it. But that already is answering our questions. Why does Rashi mention it later on? Because he's already now moving into the answer. It's not a reference. And why does Rashi quote all, all these words? Because all of them are needed to bring out his answer, as we'll see. And it's also going to answer question number five for the difference between our Pasuk here and the Pasuk earlier. So let's see it now. Rashi answers that since it says over there, Gam kol choli v'chol because it says those words, therefore hazais, which is Loshin Akeva, refers to Hatera. As this will be explained, right now we're just saying it in short. Whereas here, Hazet, which is Lashen Zacher, refers to Hasefer. The reason why there it's different is because it says Gam Kol Maka. Meaning what Rashi is saying is that Lamaila, the main thing in the Pasuk is the word Hatayra. And the proof that the main thing in the earlier Pasuk is the word Hatayra is from the beginning of the Pasuk where it says Gam Kol So Rashi is really telling us over here his answer is since it says over there Gam Kol that shows you that the main thing in that Pasuk is the word Hatayra so therefore it says Sefer Hatayra Hazais whereas over here when you look at it simply since it says Aksuva the main thing is the safer, and that's why it says hazeh. Now, what's the explanation? How do the words gam kol chali v'chol maka indicate to us that the main thing is the word hatera? So that's what we're going to move on to explain. We'll do that in a separate, a separate audio. The explanation for how the words gam kol chali v'chol maka v'gamer are answering Rashi's question is as follows. So the pasuk that we quoted from the previous parak. Where it says Gam Kol Chali V'Chol Maka Asher Loi Kosov B'Sefer Atayra Zeis Yalim That pasuk comes right after the Klolos, right after the ninety-eight curses in Parshas Tavi. Now the idea of the Klolos, very simply, is to warn the Yidden that they should listen to what Hashem tells them and that they should fear going astray from the path of Tyre and Mitzvahs. And it's understood that the more that is added to the warning, as the warning gets greater or there are more Klolos, so relative to that, the fear of straying from Tyre and Mitzvahs will be greater. And therefore, when it says in the Pasuk, Gam Kol Chali, V'chol Maka, Asher Loikosov B'Sefer HaTayra Azeis, that also all the Chali and all the Maka that's not written in this Sefer HaTayra, Yalim Hashem will place on the person, the intent of this is to greatly frighten the Yidden. That's the purpose, to raise it even more. Because in addition to everything that was already written at great length, 98 curses, 98 Klolis, now it's adding also, Asher Leikosov, also what's not written. And not just a part of what's not written, but rather, Kol Choli V'chol Maka. Meaning that everything possible is being included here. That's the meaning of these words, Gam Kol Choli V'chol Maka V'gamer. It's about adding to what's already written. Adding more to what's already written. Now, when it comes to any Sefer, there are things that are written clearly in the Sefer, and there are things that are learned out from what's written clearly. And also those things that are learned out are what the writer has in mind that they should be learned out. The writer has them in mind. And as in our case, the, the, the Torah, it's called the Sefer HaTorah. Torah means to learn from, as in the word Torah. So the writer has in mind that they should be learned out, these things that are not written clearly from this Sefer, which in our case, the writer is Hashem, and the Sefer is called the Sefer Atera, which the name indicates that you're supposed to learn out from it other things that are not written clearly. 
And as all of this is understood from what Rashi says by the Aseris Adibris, Asher Kosafti Lehiraisim, what does Rashi say? Kol Sheish Meyes Ushleish Esrim Mitzvahs Bechlal Aseris Adibris. All the 613 mitzvahs are included in the Aseris Adibris. So what's written clearly is the Aseris Adibris, and what could be learned out are all 613 mitzvahs. And so too, now bringing this idea to our Rashi, in Parshas Tavay, when it says there will be added to what's Kosov B'Sefer HaTayra, Look at the emphasis on the word Kosov and Hatayra. Because the emphasis is not the Sefer. It's the word Hatayra. As we'll explain. The intent is to add to what's written. More. To learn out. This is a Sefer Hatayra. So you learn out of it things that are also not written in it. And what's telling is to learn. The intent is to add to what's written. Gam kol choli v'chol maka ashar Kosov. You have to add also what's not written. And that a person should learn it out from what's written. And to the contrary, over here it's not just what's learned out, but rather over, over, over there in Pasha's Tavi, over there the main thing is what's learned out, not also what's learned out. That's the main focus. Gam kol that's what the Pasuk is saying. Gam kol v'chol maka asher loy kosov b'sefer ha The key over here is that it's a sefer ha It's a sefer that you learn out from. So the emphasis is on the word ha So there, the main thing is what's learned out from what's written. Because the message of the Pasuk is to heighten the fear as much as possible and to add also things that are not written. And therefore, the word Atayra is the main thing. And so it fits well that it ends with the word Hazais. So this really answers for us the the three questions. Question two, three, and five. It answers why Rashi quotes the words Gam kol choli v'chol Why does he add them? Because there is answer. He's trying to tell us that this is a Pasuk that's that's teaching us not things that are written, but to learn even more than what's written. And that's why the main thing in that Pasuk over there is the word Hatayra, which means to learn out, not the Sefer, but it's a Sefer Hatayra, a Sefer that you learn things out from that are not written clearly in it. Not just the 98 curses, but also the Gam Kol Choli V'chal Maka Asher Leikosov that are not written. So the focus is on it being a Sefer Hatayra. And that's why it says Hazais. So we understand why Rashi quotes these words after mentioning Golomailhu Eimer, because now he's already moving on to his answer. We understand why he quotes all of these words, because the point is the Kol Choli end of Cholmaka, adding as much as possible. And we also understand why there's a difference between the parash, what, what the Pasuk says in Parshas Tavi, where the emphasis is on Hatayra, and over here where the emphasis is on Hasefer. Because the simple way, like we'll mention in a moment, is the emphasis is on if it says Ksuva, so the emphasis is the Sefer, Sefer HaTayra Hazeh. But over there, as we can see, the Pasuk is telling us it's about the fact that it's a Sefer HaTayra, one that you learn out from. And so therefore the word that follows it is Hazais. I'm just concluding with that point, and this is the difference between the two Pesukim. In our Pasuk, since the content of the message, it doesn't indicate that the word HaTayra is the main thing, then it should be explained simply. It's HaKsuva B'Sefer and then we explain which sefer, whose content is Taira, Hazeh. Haksuva besefer, which sefer, Taira, but the emphasis is besefer, and therefore it says Hazeh. Not so above in Parshas Tovei, where the content of the message indicates that the word Hataira is the main thing, and therefore the words are separated in such a way where the emphasis is on the word Hataira, and that's why it says afterwards Hazais. Now we're going to move on to answer the fourth question, which is why does Rashi reference the earlier Pasuk in Parshas Kisavai, why does he reference it the second time by saying B'Parshas HaKlalas? If that reference is needed, he should have said it the first time. And if it's not needed, then he shouldn't have said it the second time. So we're going to explain that based on a question that there is on the explanation we just gave. And that is, however, 
this is still not enough. The explanation we gave is still not enough. Because even though, from the content of the Pesukim in Parshas Tavei, it's clear that Hatayra is the main thing. And therefore it says Hazais, which is Nekeva. It goes on the word Hatayra, which is Nekeva. And in our Parsha, the main thing is Besefer. And therefore it says Hazeh, which is Zachar, because Besefer is Zachar. But nevertheless, in order not to give place for a mistake and a question about the differences between these two psukim, it would fit better in our parsha to only say Haksuva Besefer Hazeh and to skip the word Hatayra. And it would be self-understood which Sefer it's referring to. And so too in Parsha's Tavi, it should say Asher Kosov. I guess it would say Batayra Hazais, and to skip the word Besefer. Why do we have those words added here? Now, even though on its own it's not a question, if not for this potential mistake, you can ask, why does it say in our parasha, Besefer Hatayra Hazeh? Why do you need the word Hatayra for? It's not the main word. And why does it say in Parsha's Kisavai, why does it say Besefer Hatayra Hazais? It should just say Betayra Hazais. If not for the question that it, come, that it brings up, that why are they different? If not for that question, you can't just ask that these words are extra because it's normal for the Torah to do that, to write Besefer Hatayra and not just write Besefer or just Betayra. But in our case, since it leads to a question and a possible mistake for, for the explanation for the differences, then it would have fit better for the Torah to skip the word Hatayra here and skip the word Besefer over there and we wouldn't have any difficulties. So therefore, to answer this, Rashi adds, Based on the cantillations, the words are divided. Meaning what Rashi is saying is that there's no place for mistake at all, since the taimim clearly break up and divide the meaning. That's where Rashi continues with his explanation, because based on what we said, everything's already answered. Rashi is coming to answer this question, and Rashi is telling us that there's no place for this mistake, because the cantillations show it to us. It's not just that you see the content, because it's talking over there about gam kol choli v'chol makash or loikosov. It's also the cantillations that make it very clear to us, and there's no way to make a mistake. And with this it will be understood, Rashi emphasizes and says, which isn't a reference, it's not a reference, we don't need the reference. The reason Rashi writes it is because since the content of that parsha is to frighten the Yidden with the Klolus, so that proves that Hatayra is the main thing, and therefore the Taimim must be the way they are. So Rashi is saying that earlier in the parsha Saklolus, because it's talking about Klolus and the main thing is Hatayra, so therefore Hatipchen is Sunotachas Besefer. The Torah and Zeus are Dov, because the main thing is Torah. So Rashi is mentioning the word Klolis to emphasize this idea that the Torah is the main thing, and that's why the cantillations are the way they are. From the Yenushal Torah and our Rashi, the whole Torah is one Torah. Even though it says about it, to include in it, not just Torah Shabbat but also Torah Shabbat and Allah Shabbat and in each of them, there are Kalas and Chamoris, but nevertheless, the whole Torah is one Torah. And even though this is a Kala and this is a Chamora, still they are all it's the will of Hashem. And even what a Talmud Vasek Asid L'Chadash, somebody much, much later, in a very late generation, will come up with even that. What we have in later generations was given to Moshe Misenai. And when fulfilling these things, a person is fulfilling the Ratz and Hashem.
And only this, this idea that a person is fulfilling Ratzon Hashem, is supposed to be the real reason to fulfill the Torah Mitzvahs, and not because of the reward or the opposite of the reward, and certainly not because it's a logical mitzvah. Because all of them, all the mitzvahs, all the way up to what the Talmud Vasek, Asik Lachadish, are a chayk, and they are Ratzon Hashem, that Hashem and His Ratzon are one. And a person does it because of the Ratzon HaPashat of the person themselves as it's understood from the known words of the Rambam, that that's what every Yid really wants to do in the very essence of his being. And a person is supposed to do it from that simple place of this is what they want, and it's supposed to do it with Kabbalah Sail and Mesir Nefesh. And since we were promised in which talks about the Brachas, so it's understood that all the Tuv Gashmi V'Ruchni, all the goodness in Gashmi V'Ruchnis depends on this way of living. That a person is doing the mitzvahs, it could be the Rebbe's quoting this Pasuk here because it says, Kaisai, that it's a chayk, it's what Hashem wants. And he does the mitzvahs because that's what Hashem wants, and he does it from the simple place within himself of their own Ratzon Apashat with Kabbalah's Elam, Mishra's Nefesh. However, if a person comes to separate and say, This Shmua, this thing is nice, and this thing is, etc. And Avera, Gereris, Avera, it leads later. When they first say one's nice and one is not, the next thing is to separate between Teresh Abiksav and Teresh So then this is the opposite of the Teira, and it causes the opposite of the Brachas. It causes the withholding of the Brachas. And this is what Rashi writes. The Parashas HaKlolis HaTipcha Nesuna Tachas Besefer Vatera Zeist Dvukim Zelozeh that parashas haklolis, which is the opposite of brachas, that comes through making a separation between the sefer, which is teresh of and hatera, which is teresh of what's learned out. So the parashas haklolis, what brings about the parashas haklolis? It's when atipchanesuna tachas besefer vatera zeis dvukim zelazeh. When the words sefer and tera are separated, when a person makes a separation between teresh of and teresh of that's what Rashi is hinting to. And the cause for this separation is that the person doesn't feel asher leikosov besefer atera zeis. What's not written in the Sefer Torah? He doesn't feel what's not written, what's above the Torah. That's the Mesiris Nefesh and Kabbalah Sarel, which are higher. They're like Kosov from what's expressed and explained in Teresh Abiksav and Teresh Abapeh. This is not so by a person who also feels Asher like Kosov Besefer Atarazayis. They feel what's not written. They feel the Mesiris Nefesh and Kabbalah Sarel, which causes that they shouldn't separate between the different aspects of the Torah, and to the contrary, not only don't they separate, when a person feels the Asher Leikosov, the Mesiris Nefesh and Kabbalah Sarel, so to the contrary, they will fulfill all of them with that strong feeling of Kabbalah Sarel and Mesiris Nefesh. And like it is on a simple level, that through a person feeling, when we're talking about the Kalalas, when a person feels the severity of the warning, including the Gam Kol Chali V'chol Gamer, which is Asher Leikosov Besefer Atarazos, they see all the terrible things, it causes a person to strengthen their fulfillment of Torah Mitzvahs. And also here, when a person feels the Leikosov, not the negative, but the Kabbalah ale and the Mesiris Nefesh, it causes them to fulfill the Sefer Torah the way it's one thing, and both and all of them with that deep feeling of Kabbalah ale and Mesiris Nefesh. According to this, we'll understand the connection between Parashas Netzavim to the time when it's read, which is always before Rosh Hashanah, like the famous teaching of the Shlah, that the Parashas and the time that they're read have a connection. The above feeling of Kabbalah Salmishur Snefesh is generally the idea of Tshuva, which Tshuva is an Avedah that has higher than limitations. And that's why, because Tshuva 
is an Avaidah that has higher than limitations, that's why Tshuva has the power to be Mamala the Bugamim, to fill in the blemishes that came about through not fulfilling Torah Mitzvahs because it's higher than Torah Mitzvahs. And also Kabbalah Sol, the Mishra Snefesh, is about Asher Loi Kosov. It's higher than Torah Mitzvahs. And since the month of Elul in general, and especially the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, that Minei from that Shabbos, Mizbarach Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah gets its bracha. So since the, since the month of Elul, and especially the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, is a time of tshuva and bakashas rachamim. So therefore we read parashas nitzavim then. Because it has many psukim about tshuva. And in it there is the warning in Rashi. Not to separate between the details of Torah. But rather what? To fulfill all of them. Lifnei Hashem Aleikeichem. With Kabbalah's Eil and Mesir Nefesh above Seichel. Which is the Aveda of tshuva. So that's the connection. And nevertheless, it's only written clearly in Rashi. Which is Torah Shabal Peh. And in our parsha, But... In Teresh Abiksav, it's in Parshas Tavai, and it's only hinted to there. So in Parshas Tavai, it's in Teresh Abiksav, but in a hint, in a remez. In our Parsha, it's in Rashi, Teresh Abalpeh, and written clearly. The explanation is because the difference between these two Parshas of, of Parshas Tavai and Parshas Nitzavan in regards to the Ra is that in Parshas Tavai, it's the Parshas, it's the Parshas Teichacha, where you have the, the Kalalas. So there it talks about the Ra. And the punishment, and that's why, because you have the Ra and the punishment that follows, that's why there must originally be the Avoid of Surmei Ra. But it talks about the Ra and the punishment, but it doesn't talk about the Tshuva and the Avoid of His Hapcha It just talks about the Ra itself, not the Tshuva from the Ra, and not the transforming of the Ra. Now, in truth, the whole being of any Ra is called Paul Hashem Lamaneu Vegam Rasha Liyayim Ra'a, which means that a person should transform. The ra to yaim, the gam rasha le yaim ra to yaim. You have to make the ra, and it's just that this purpose in the ra is hidden until the person reveals it through the aveda, and therefore, it's only hinted to in tereshav eksav because tereshav eksav is from Hashem and it's before the aveda of a person. So in parshas tavi, the main thing is the it talks about the ra and the punishment for the ra, and so that's why the tshuva, which is the purpose of it, is not is not there, and it's only hinted to over there. And that's why the Teresh of hints to it, because Teresh of is from Hashem and it's before the Avaidah of the person. Parshas Nitzavim, on the other hand, talks at length about the Avaidah of Tshuva, after talking about the Ra and Teichacha. And it talks about Tshuva Ilah, as it says, which is a much higher Tshuva. So therefore, it's taught in Teresh which are the words of Chachamim, it's taught in Rashi in Parshas Nitzavim. We're in Teresh of and this Parsha, it teaches openly and at length about the Avaidah of Tshuva. So it's talking about the tshuva on the ra. So then we talk about the avoda of liyayim ra, that the purpose of the ra is liyayim, which is the idea of transforming but it comes in the Lashon Chachamim, it comes in Teirah Shabal Peh, which is not the way the Teirah is above the person, which is Teirah Shabal but the way it comes to the person. And we read it the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. We read these words, and Hashem is Metzarif, this is not just a machshava teva, but this is a dibur. We know that Hashem is mitzarev machshava teva lemaisa. So for sure, this which is a dibur, we're reading about it, and even more so by tshuva, we say this idea that a kashbaruch is mitzarev machshava teva tamaisa, because by tshuva, we know that even through just a hero tshuva, a person becomes right away al din teira at sadegomer. So if by everything we say machshava teva a kashbaruch mitzarev lemaisa. And Allahas of Akam of Akama Dibur, we're certainly going to say that by Chuva, where Chuva itself, it is a even just a hero Chuva, 
without any mitzarfa, we say that alpidin teira, a person comes outside the gummer. So certainly by tshuva we say machshava teva and alachas kam of kama a dibur toiv that a kodesh baruch hu mitzarfa lemaisa and take it from yad. We are zeicha bedin and nitzavim ayim kulchem. All Yidin, Lefnei Hashem Lekechem, that we are Meirim Vakayamim Vaimdim, as the Medrash says about this Pasuk. And the Ksiva Vachasima Teva, Lishono Teva, Begash, Lishono Teva, Masukah, Begash, Mis, and Ruchnius is made and accomplished.